The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus Bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 Plus. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. podcast i'm your host connor livesy i might sound a little different tonight but that's because i'm having some computer malfunction so we had to make do with what we got and uh i hope you're still sticking with us even though i might not sound quite as clear as i normally do but uh it's me and dalton miller tonight cole patterson could not join us dalton is on with me and we are here to talk some dallas cowboys training camp we have been waiting so long for this week to pop up it's here uh, we've had some bad news already happen, but uh, we're going to talk about some of these good news, the good news as well. Dalton, what's going on, man? How are you? Man, uh, not great. My golf game is in absolute shambles. I don't well, know. Let's start. Um, also, golf game is also in absolute shambles. So we are in the same boot there, my friend. We need to we need to work through this together. Um, but other than that, man, I'm about to start my final semester of uh, of college. It's going to be a, a tough one. It's going to be, you know, 19 credits, I think, or something like that. So uh, it's going to be a battle. But like uh, you know, like uh, like Jason Garrett always said, you know, just take it one day at a time. Um, we can only play who's in front of us. Um, you're gonna make a camp battles pun, but you and a how are we version. doing, guys? Yes, I did make because honestly, like, and and I guess we could start off with this, like, what camp battles are there really? Um, Andy out, Dalton versus Dak Prescott. Yes, absolutely. Um, and Clayton Thorson versus uh, Ben Nucci, Ben Denucci as well. Um, but no, like the, the quarterback spot from everything we've heard so far, I don't know if you're hearing anything different, but Anthony Brown has kind of been the guy so far at camp. Uh, that's not surprising, as surprising to me as it might be for others. I'm right Um, there with you. But, you know, I, I kind of had him pegged as the, the slot starter anyways. And and have you heard Jordan Lewis's name once since he started? But (laughs) I also haven't heard anything bad. No, about. you haven't. So. Yeah, I guess, I guess it's just like we've heard Shadobe Awuzie talk and like yeah. he made some a few plays and we've heard so you know, Reggie Robinson think, got burned a little bit. Yeah. Trayvon Diggs has been up and down, but like you haven't heard a peep about Jordan Lewis, which is kind of strange. Yeah, so Dave Tech or Dave tweeted 
Dave Hellman, um, and he said that J. Lou did have an interception either today or yesterday. Uh, okay. Um, okay. But there's, cool. there's apparently been seven interceptions so far. Gotcha. Gotcha. In, in practice, but let's uh, talk. Let's yes. let's let's talk about a big training camp battle that is going to be uh, popping off now with Gerald McCoy injured and released today. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday. It'll be live for you on Wednesday. So you probably have already heard the news, but Gerald McCoy has been waived, uh, injured by the Dallas Cowboys. They get a little bit of cap relief by doing so. But at what Gerald McCoy was making this year, I think everyone would agree that we'd much rather have had Gerald McCoy on the field than waived because of an injury. Um, and that training camp battle between Tristan Hill, Tyron Crawford, and Neville Gallimore just got a lot more important and a lot more interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be Tyrone's job. Yeah, and it's weird that, like, everybody keeps saying Hill and Gallimore and, like, aren't even mentioning Crawford, even though that's kind of, like, where he's primarily played the last two years that he's been healthy. Yep. Uh, he, he's been on the inside more than he's been on the outside. And, right. honestly, when you're when you're doing, you know, hopefully they do multiple fronts. Hopefully they put, you know, five guys on the line. Uh, a, a good amount of the time, and maybe you can get him not necessarily right inside. You can have Poe play, you know, a zero or a, a shaded one, and you can have him, like, play the five, you know, head up uh, on the outside there. So you don't have right. to – because the thing with Tyrone is you don't want him to have to be in there the entire year and just get banged around by double teams right. because at the end of the day he is, a you know, a, a bit injury prone at least last year. Um but he he's smaller, so he is going to take more of a beating. And you do have two really young, unproven guys behind him. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and I mean, it, it's you know, I want to talk a little bit more about Gerald McCoy and kind of all that before we get into like you know Tristan Hill, Neville Gallimore, Tyron Crawford. But I think the most interesting thing that that we're going to have to find out, you know, with the way training camps being covered and reported this year, it's kind of harder to find some of these things out. But is it a one-gap defensive line? Is it a two-gapping defensive line? Is it both? Because that's kind of what we heard initially is that uh, Nolan was going to incorporate more two-gapping looks and schemes to where these guys weren't just going to be getting upfield and leaving these big, you know, lanes for running backs and quarterbacks to kind of sneak through. Um, So if it's more of a two-gap, you know, look from this defensive line, I feel like, you know, that importance of Gerald McCoy might be a little less important, if that makes sense. You know, like, because just, McCoy's just been so good throughout his career of getting in the backfield and creating chaos. And if the defensive line is going to use more of those two-gap looks, maybe, you know, maybe, I, I guess I'm playing the optimist here, but, like, maybe – his impact might not have been as high as we thought it could have been, and that means that maybe a guy can step up and do a Gallimore. Hill might not have to worry about being that one-gapping penetrator like we wanted McCoy to be. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I think McCoy was just a savvy enough vet to, to be able to do both. Um, sure. I know I know things kind of changed in Carolina last year, and they did, you know, a, a little bit more on the inside, a little bit more of the the two gapping for him. Right. Um, and I do, I did hear um, or or see on Twitter at least. I think it was on Twitter. Um, it may have been in a conversation, uh, but 
they are two gapping quite a bit um, at, at okay. Cowboys camp so far. So there there is a lot of that going on, and I think that you know it might have been a quote from one of the interior defensive linemen talking about the change and allowing those linebackers to roam free a little bit more. Um, actually, right. it might have been Tyrone talking. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that this is going to be a really good thing for a, a guy like Jalen who is really good at working downhill and, you know, our, our other athletic linebacker as well. Just keeping those guys clean is, is going to be big. And it sounds like the linebackers have had a really good start to camp from Francis Bernard to Jalen Smith to Leighton Vander Esch, who, you know, a few of those guys are playing new positions. But it sounds like these linebackers are doing a really good job of flowing to the football. It seems like they're not over-pursuing plays like we saw them do a lot last year. So hopefully, like you were just mentioning, that two-gapping looks that we're going to see are going to help keep those guys a little bit cleaner and not have – offensive linemen in the second level and and getting their hands on these linebackers way too soon. Um, Real quick, before we move on from the the defensive defensive line, defensive tackle spot, the light bulb went off in my head when the Gerald McCoy injury happened. We've heard a little bit of it, but, man, doesn't Alden Smith just sound like a guy who could probably excel as that one-gapping three tech, you know, the, the David Irving, maybe a little bit smaller David Irving guy, big guy got some views, he's explosive, he's got the length, he's got everything that you would think, you know, it's kind of a tweener between that defensive end, defensive tackle, but all the reports coming out of camp right now, Alden Smith might be the most impressive guy on the defensive side of the ball outside of Demarcus Lawrence, and that could be huge for this defense. Yeah, man, it really could be, and Alden Smith, Tank, uh, Tyrone, when he plays on the outside, like all those guys can rush from either the inside or the outside. Um, right. And, 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 and Everson Griffin, dude. yeah, and Everson Griffin is is no slouch on the interior either, um, dude. I, I we didn't even talk about that. We haven't, we, we haven't even been able to get to that. I mean, it's, that's, old, dude, that's old news. It is. It is. And it, but it is. It's so nice to actually have football back. So we have topics to talk about but uh yeah I mean I I think that we're going to be able to move guys up and down the defensive line and really have a lot of fun on obvious pass rushdowns I think some of the games these guys are going to be playing this year it's it's going to be fantastic to watch right and and I mean real quick you know we're going to go to break here in a second but um I, I put out a tweet the other day that you know it pretty much stated you know, I know they don't play the same positions, and I know it's still a loss, but imagine what we're saying about this pass rush right now if the Cowboys didn't sign Everson Griffin last week. Like, I know it's not the same position. I know it's – No, but it's huge. Yeah. But it's huge, man. I mean, you're talking about a guy who – you have two stud defensive ends, and, like, people can tell me all they want that Everson Griffin isn't the same player he was three or four years ago. I say I disagree. I say if that dude's healthy, he's an eight to ten sack guy. Um every year and I mean I just think him coming over from the Vikings defense the Cowboys defense line might not be as talented as that Vikings defense because Daniil Hunter is an absolute stud they've had Linval Joseph and some of those other guys on the interior but like Demarcus Lawrence and Everson Griffin are two I think two of the better one two defensive end combinations in the league um you know again they're you know they're not the youngest Everson Griffin's not the youngest but that dude can still rush the passer. He is a technician. He knows how to use his hands. He knows how to use 
multiple pass rush moves the way to get home, and he's no slouch against the run. So I think that you just got – I mean, again, I think you got – even with the loss of Gerald McCoy, I think your pass rush is going to be significantly better um, in 2020 than it was in 2019 if these guys are able to stay healthy and, you know, develop a little bit from the Tristan Hill standpoint. And, and I think, again, I think you've got a good group that can really, you know, call some, wreak some havoc on some opposing offenses. No, I absolutely agree. I, that I really don't have all that much to add to that. I think that, especially with the blitzing on top of just the, some of the guys that we have on the defensive line, just adding that extra rusher is, is going to do a lot, uh, I think, to, to help the, the pressure side of things. And I know we mentioned his name and talked about him for a few few minutes, but, like, if Alden Smith can play to the level that, like, people are reporting that he's doing in camp, and, again, it's just camp, and it's a new veteran that hasn't had the best, you know, last few years as far as off the field. So everyone's going to be a little bit more optimistic about him. But, I mean, all the reports coming out of camp is, like, that dude's playing his tail off. And, like, if he can bring even, you know, a quarter of what he brought in Oakland in those good years and in San Francisco in those good years, then, I mean, you're talking about having three to four, you know, really solid pass rushers with Lawrence, Griffin, Smith, Crawford, you know, Armstrong. We haven't even mentioned guys like Bradley and I, guys like that that we haven't really talked a whole lot about. But uh, it's exciting because all the reports coming out of campers that the defense is really holding their own, which is something I'm not sure anybody expected to hear um, this early on, which, again, it's, it's training camp, you know, so it's it's not, you know, the the real deal where the defenses probably have an idea what's coming. The offense is, you know, the offense has an idea what the defense is doing. But it, early reports make it seem like the defenses are holding their own. It's not winning a lot of these battles, which is something that I didn't really expect to be able to say uh, after the first week or so at camp. Yeah, I, I, I'm i surprised by it. I'm surprised to hear that there hasn't been a ton of, you know, horror stories, at least from the, <laughs> the top guys in the secondary. Um, right. And there has been a lot of positive about the defensive line, and, and we're not yeah. hearing – Anything negative about about Jalen or LVE? So, and especially with it when it comes to LVE's health, I mean right. that was, that's such a huge thing. And I, I think until they actually you know get to hitting quite a bit, which yeah they'll be hitting in practice. People can still get injured. There's still you know some tackling here and there. It, it's not like a, a real game. So just that vote of confidence that we're going to get when LVE actually gets into the game and, and comes out of it unscathed is it's going to be huge for me personally. For sure. Let's take a break, come back, and talk about the other side of the football. Uh, we haven't mentioned the offense much at all, so we'll take a quick break. We'll come back, and let's cover the uh, fun side of the ball. Uh, we'll be right back. We're talking the star. And we're back on the Talking the Star podcast. I'm your host, Connor Livesey. Follow me on Twitter at ConnorNFLDraft here with Dalton Miller. Follow him on Twitter at Dalton B. Miller. I want to give a big shout-out to Blogging the Boys, SB Nation, and Vox Media for allowing us to host the podcast. Do us a favor before you continue to listen, before you move on, before you do anything else, go to the Blogging the Boys podcast feed on whatever podcast network you guys listen on. Um, click that subscribe button, give us a good review, give us a good rating, um, and, and you know, leave us a good comment, something that we can see that you guys are paying attention to listening so we can keep bringing you the content. Tons of voices from Blogging the Boys on the Blogging the Boys podcast feed. 
Uh, there's a ton of different shows going on, so make sure you do that so you can get all the blogging the boys content to your ears. Let's talk about this offense. Um, sounds like Dak Prescott's had a pretty good start to camp. It sounds like Ezekiel Elliott's looked good in camp. Tony Pollard's looked good in camp. Uh, well, you're not hearing such good things about the offensive line right now, given that they're missing both of their one-two right tackles in Lyle Collins and Cameron Irving, and Connor Williams is working back from an injury. So it sounds like the defensive line is getting better, uh, getting the better of some of these offensive linemen. Um, so let's let's talk about that offensive line a little bit and kind of where do you see there being some issues and where are you excited about? I, I need to get something out of the way just Uh-oh. now. We need to just slow down just a little bit on the CD Lamb hype. Uh-oh. Listen, we're talking about how the, the, the kid is uh, uh, ahead of his time. He's already like a vet out there. His route tempo and tree is fantastic. He's making guys miss. He's going to be, like, um, we, we are already getting, like, legitimate goat talk yeah. when it comes to uh, being a Cowboys receiver. And we just need to remember, he's still young. He's a rookie in the NFL that's not going to have any preseason ahead of him. Just, he might not go for 1,000 yards this year. He's probably going what? to end up being wide receiver three. I know that that might be shocking. To even the biggest C.D. Lamb fans, and he was my wide receiver too. I had a first-round grade on him. But we have Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper, and they are both really, really good, especially when they are healthy. And, and let me let me say, I don't think you're saying that there's not a chance that he could be even better than some of these people are making him out to be. It's just we got to kind of temper the expectations because yeah, and of that's the, the thing. I don't want I, exactly. I don't want people to expect it. Right. Like okay. he could come out and put up 1,400 yards, and we could be like, we could totally understand that this could happen because the dude could, is really super talented. Yeah, but he's like an absolute ball on the expectations a little bit. Yeah. So everybody, when he puts up 750 yards and four touchdowns, which is an awesome rookie season, isn't calling for his head after, you know, 16 games. <laughs> exactly. And, and honestly, that's all it is. Because oh, yeah. it was the same thing, like, if we would have came in and, and heard good things about Trayvon Diggs, like, whoa, calm down. He's right. a rookie. He was a second rounder. Calm. I, I know that you guys miss Byron and you miss having <laughs> one corner that you can really count on. But, like, hold on. Things right. might be different. Let's yeah, not be calling guys busts yet. Let's they, get back. Yeah, let's get back to the offensive line. Um, Please. Again, it sounds like it's been pretty bumpy road for those guys initially. Is that something that concerns you, or are you more so on the side of things where you're like, look, they're missing Lyle Collins, they're missing Cam Irving. You know, Joe Looney's moving around a little bit. You know, we haven't heard a whole lot of Connor McGovern yet. We haven't heard a whole lot of. Tyler Beatish yet? Are you a little bit concerned that maybe the offensive line is going to miss Travis Frederick a little bit more than we anticipated? I'm not going to be worried until I have to be. Yeah. Until until they got to strap it up week one, I'm not too worried about it. Right. Offensive lines are so come and go when it comes to little knickknack injuries and, yep. and you know guys working back from serious injury. 
So, yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about it until it really, truly matters. Um, and then if we have, you know, Lyell still not up to himself, whatever that situation is. Um, if Connor McGovern, uh, we haven't heard anything about him. Uh, if Connor Williams isn't still fully back, at, at, yeah, then we have to worry because there's a lot. There's a lot of new, but right. I don't think we have to worry about that till then. Um, I do like the crickets in the background. I think that adds a very nice ambiance to the podcast. That's right. Um, yeah, we're, we're just we're out living the life in right nature. Now. In nature, we're not gonna, um, we're not going to pretend to you know be these guys just sitting at computers all day, living in our mom's basement. We're out experience experiencing the the real world. Yeah, so podcasting I mean, in, in the in the woods. What do you what do you expect from this offense? You know, what do you expect it to look like? Do you think it's because we're hearing that it's looking you know kind of similar to last year? Um, what, what, I I think I mean again I think I think they're not with the way camp's being run this year. You're not gonna figure out a whole lot. Yeah. You're not gonna see the scheme. You're not gonna see the you know, you're not going to see the um, the the motions, the shifts. You're not going to see all that stuff right now because it's not being reported. Um, but I think you know they're they're probably just invest. They're putting everything in. They're they're getting everything going, and then you know, training camp week two, week three. I think you'll see more of that stuff and get a little bit more excited about everything. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> There's not much. I mean, you're you're right. We just, man, we just really don't know much. And honestly, man, it's really weird not being able to see everything. <laughs> I know. First time. I mean, it's sad because like this is the least amount of coverage we've gotten from camp in years, and it's like still just so. I wake up every morning and I'm like, yeah, I got to get on Twitter. I got to see what things are, what what everybody's talking about because of how the sports world's been over the last three or four months. Yeah, man, it's it's been a struggle. It really has. Um, I, I heard from a source Uh-oh. that sources that Andy Dalton, at least the other day in practice, looked terrible. Which See, I is, heard he looked good yesterday. Which is amazing to me because I don't know how anybody can practice poorly while wearing those fresh ass J's <laughs> that he was wearing. Um, Jordan ones, they're very, very fresh. Um, nice. Thanks for the beat. Um, and so they agreed I, with you. I don't know. Um, I don't know which day it was. I would have to to look to see when I got the the call for that. But uh, let me check real quick. It couldn't have been. I don't think it could have been. On Monday, because I heard he was good on Monday. It was two days ago. So it was over the weekend. Okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. So they didn't practice. Did they practice Sunday? I think they were off Sunday, so Saturday might have been your Saturday it might have been. All I'm saying is Ben DiNucci, you better be ready to stick around a little bit. Oh, that's, um, your, that's your guy. So my guy, he's apparently been getting more reps than Clayton Thorson in seven-on-seven seven situations, which I assume is a good thing. Um, 
because, you know, the brand would very much enjoy him making the roster over somebody that I didn't think was draftable. Um, <laughs> and so I'm just doing all this for the brand at this point. But, no, um, what do you – first of all, did you see the picture of uh, the three receivers today? I did. I did. That is hilarious to me because looking at Michael yeah, what Gallup – what, what do you think – also, my takeaway from that is, what do you think Aaron Parker's thinking right now? I have no idea. He's like, man, I thought this was a meritocracy. Like, meritocracy? Yeah, I'm not getting any, like, no. dude, what the heck? I'm over here just busting tail trying to you know, pass people waters, and C.D. Lamb's already getting photo shoots with the, the – Round one group. pick, baby. <laughs> Round one pick. Um, but, no, I mean, Amari Cooper looks healthy – in the lamb photo. chops? Oh, well, the lamb chops are just absolutely atrocious. Um, <laughs> but it really fits. So, okay, so they're, they're terrible. But they fit Amari because Amari is very much not what you would expect in a receiver. No. Um, and then Michael Gallup was looking cut, yeah. um, especially in the lower half. So um, his, his legs, I mean, he, he's a thick Thick boy, so I, I really, really like the way that they're looking, and that was kind of funny to me because I think that um, our, our rookie here, C.D. Lamb, is gonna gonna bulk up a little bit. Yeah. I, think, yeah. I think he's gonna put some more meat on those bones. Uh, Dude, his legs are so thin. He's a he's a tinier guy. He yeah. really well, he's, is. He's, he's right about pounds, so he's like, right about six foot two, right at six, you know, at, at two hundred pounds. But yeah. he's really lean overall. Yeah. No, he is. He is. I saw a video of his of him. I think it was the ladders or something. And I was like, my guy's got the same size legs that I do. But uh, yeah. but yeah, man. Uh, just a few practices in, so we're we're still just we're still really excited. We're still you know really anticipating kind of what can progress over these next few weeks, and they're still installing a lot of stuff, so we haven't seen a ton. But uh, we are fired up for training camp. We are fired up for this season. We'll be here in just a few weeks um that's all we got for today we wanted to keep it quick keep it short keep it sweet and uh we uh that's what we accomplished we talked to training camp we talked some, some injury news unfortunately